We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler, The Bart Winkler Show. It is the Thursday, September 21st edition. We will have picks tomorrow with Ryan Horvat. I believe he would probably be on the Niners, although that seems to be a game where Horvat might try to buck the trend and take the Giants. Ten-point favorites at home are the Niners. I'm going to take the Giants. I, I still think San Francisco wins, but I know the Giants played – they've played three awful halves. But I will take the Giants against the uh, spread there. You can put in your predictions um, on how you think these games will go. And we're just doing straight-up picks at Splash Sports. SplashSports.com backslash Winkler. SplashSports.com backslash Winkler. It's where you can enter the Pick'em contest. We've got a week three Pick'em. A lot of you guys are in the Survivor contest. Uh, congrats to Jerry. Jerry had a nice week in Pick'em. Um, the Survivor contest, I think I'm going to go. I was looking at the Lions. They're home against Atlanta. I know Atlanta's 2-0. and I was looking at Jacksonville. I think you got to go the easy one and take the Chiefs. They're 12.5-point favorites. Uh, against the Bears. If you haven't taken the Cowboys, they go to Arizona. They're 12-point favorites. You know, some of these, the survivor pool, when you get in these uh, contests, there's some strategies, like I don't want to take this team because I want to take them later. I- I'm just trying to survive. The The name of the pool is called the survivor pool. So I am just trying to survive. And for that reason, I think I will go with Kansas City this week. Bears also a bit of a mess. Uh, I think their defensive coordinator, something happened there. Justin Fields, they asked what was wrong with him. He said coaching. I'm still, I might get back on the Justin. I I still think Justin Fields is good. I've said this before. I think he was in the wrong situation. Just like how Draymond Green was in the absolute best situation for him ever. Justin Fields was in the absolute worst. And if he'd gone somewhere else, maybe this is different. City year, maybe it's different. Just a different team, just not the Bears. Uh, Bears have so many problems that developing a young quarterback who's got some skills, is it's just too hard for them to do. So very interesting where we are at now compared to where we're at all summer. And the, the you know Chicago's thoughts on the two different quarterbacks from the two 
different teams. Uh, our quarterback, Jordan Love, you know, a lot written about him. Uh, he had a very good game against Atlanta. 0 for 5 in the fourth quarter, I believe the stat was. Needs to be better than that, I would agree. But for what we've gotten and what we've expected, I think I think we're in, I mean, like I said all week, there's other issues on the team before Jordan Love. Now, Love will get challenged this week. Okay, this is going to be a big test for this Packers offense. Christian Watson was practicing on uh, Wednesday, so that seems good. Um, but this is going to be a big test for the offense. The Saints do not allow points. They have a 10-game streak of allowing 20 points or less, which is a franchise record. So if you're doing your predictions this week, it could be a low-scoring game. And this Packers team, which it seems like they are – they're almost scheming Jordan to have to make the tough throws. You would hope for some more underneath stuff. Not that they need, they, they're not going to go into this week and say, we need to get Jordan Love's completion percentage up. But to like, not for the stat, but also maybe for the offense, you know, because the way the offense tried to get things done in the fourth quarter wasn't good enough. This guy does not need to be dink and dunk. You know, we don't need that, but short. High successful completions, chip away at the Saints D, I think might be the option here. We'll find out. This is going to be an interesting week. Uh, at home, the home opener, first home start is QB1. Really, is this the first home start? Yeah, it's be the first home start for Love outside of a exhibition. He started in Kansas City. So his mom should have pretty good seats is, is what we're all saying uh, there. Coming up in the show, Dan Schaefer will join us. Dan's with the Recombobulation area. And I just want to go over with him what was presented on Monday in terms of the Brewers' ballpark needs and the many obstacles that I feel are going to be in the way of fixing that. I thought that uh, Grant Bills had a nice Twitter space the other night with a lot of good information, just a lot of people chatting through it. Um, I was not drunk during that. I'm actually highly offended uh, that you thought I was. Uh, I don't start drinking until 9.45 p.m. That was around 8.45 p.m. Get it straight. Don't get it twisted. Uh, so I was offended about that. But the conversation, I think, is one that is going to continue to evolve and grow. And nobody is going to come out of this happy. And so we got to try to figure out what's the best What's the best scenario for everyone? And there's a lot of people at play. There's the city of Milwaukee. There's the county of Milwaukee. There's the county surrounding Milwaukee. There's the rest of the state. There's Brewers fans. There's the Brewers. There's people that would willingly give the Brewers whatever they want. There's people that don't want to do that. There's people that will give the Brewers money, but don't think they should. There's urbanist who want to turn the whole parking lot into a garden. And there's people that are very anti that. So there's going to be a lot of uh, give and take here. And we'll talk to Dan Schaefer coming up momentarily about all of that. Reminder, Happy Place Hemp, promo code BART, 25% off each and every order at happyplacehemp.com. Get your Delta H or Delta 9s, whatever gummy best fits you. Again, if you have any questions about how they work, you know, it is football season, and it's a good reminder to kind of reset things 
with people is sometimes people just consume this kind of content during football or uh, there's new people that, you know, maybe uh, record shattering numbers since my face was on channel 12 for two and a half minutes. But if you've got any questions about what these gummies do, uh, CBD gummies, there's THC gummies, there's the CBD CBN, which I use for sleeping. Uh, Your pets can use some stuff if they need it. There's different sample packs. If you have any questions, get those to me. I'll relay it to the guys uh, or stop in yourself. They're in College Court in Muskego. They're they're trained to answer questions that you have on the products, which they make right there. So the same building you can buy these products from and the same building that they ship them out of, they're made right in that building. The promo code BART, you can tell them live or you can use it online, get you 25% off every single order. Whether you order for the first time or for the 800th time, promo code BART. And I always do like to see what you ordered if you want to send a snapshot or DM or something just to, just to see what's like popular uh, with the masses. Happyplacehemp.com promo code is BART. So Dan Schaefer will join us in a little bit. Um, we'll talk about the actual Brewers on field stuff as they kind of coast into winning the NL Central, which is pretty you know, fantastic to say where we thought the Brewers team might be, what we thought the central would look like. Um, You know, they're probably going to win in the low nineties of games. They will essentially be locked into a three seed. So really I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost watching less what the Brewers do and more what the Cubs and Marlins and Reds and Giants do and D-backs do. Uh, Giants are kind of fading, but, I I don't want the Brewers to play the Cubs for the same reason that I didn't want the Packers and Bears to play week one. Even though we got the desirable outcome, Packers won and the Bears have melted down. There, it was still, I don't know, it wasn't worth the the summer of just tension. And even if we beat the Cubs, you know, it'd be one thing if we were going there, but we're going to host them here. Cubs fans will come out of the woodwork. Uh, it is going to be a, a talking point nationally. It will be embarrassing. We're trying to build a new stadium. We're going to be invaded by a different team. or not a new stadium, but upgrades. It's just, it's not a good look. So for several reasons, uh, I would not like the Cubs to be our opponent in the wild card round. I would really be fine if that did not happen. We will, I think uh, Thursday's pretty open. Brewers play in the afternoon. Could do a... Uh, live stream on the Dan Shaney YouTube channel. I think that would, uh, if, if people are around, we'll jump on uh, YouTube for a little bit Thursday in the day, maybe look ahead to the Thursday night game, but, but talk some brewers and just take stock of where they're at. If you guys are bored at work or whatever, uh, that'll be on Thursday afternoon. All right. I got some voicemails 402-915-BART 402-915-BART. John had some thoughts after the Packer game. I do want to get those in, John and Franklin, on the Carl's Place voicemail line. A lot of give and take on the Packer game. Sometimes having a little time to reflect is good for me. I know some of my best takes are not necessarily 100% accurate, but uh, emotionally in the moment, I don't know if that's really going to happen this year for me because I just I, I think this is a 7 or 8 win team, and it's not a reflection bad on anybody. It's just I don't expect that much more. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love for them to win the division, even though they are kind of in a rebuild or whatever you want to call it. 
I mean, this is not a Super Bowl team. We're not trading prospects at the deadline to get, you know, we're not, it's, it's just not the year for that. Um, at times, love looks really good. Yeah, it looked piss poor in the in the 53-minute drill, 53-second drill, piss poor. And you would have thought from sitting behind Rodgers and watching him in that drill, complete a complete an easy short pass just to get the juices flowing, put the defense on their heels a little bit, and it just never happened. Um, I don't know what happened with the – I guess they were trying to draw him offside on that fourth and short play, so I guess it was kind of smart even though it just collapsed. Let's be honest, they went into this game. I couldn't believe the players that weren't playing. I guess we should have known Jones wasn't going to play as soon as he grabbed his leg last week. You know, we love the guy, but he's he's out a lot. You know, and, he, and he's so important to us. So, you know, it was not a great game by LaFleur, but what the hell are you going to do? It's, with so many critical offensive players out. You understand why they put so much resource into the defensive line. It's so important. And the teams that have really good ones are really hard to beat. At times, ours looks like that. But they got pushed around in the second half. I don't know how you fix that. I don't know if changing defensive coordinators fixes that. We got run over. And we got too much talent and too many picks invested for that to happen. We're just going to see. We're going to see what, where this goes. Let's go ahead and get the Saints next week. And and win, I assume, uh, he meant to say. Voicemail cut off there. You get three minutes with Google Voice. Three minutes. Yeah, Saints are going to be tough. I think, uh, you know, you look around the league and you can look at the Packers as like a good, bad team or a bad, I don't know, you know, that bad, good team or good, bad team. Saints are going to be a test because I don't know how good they are. You know, I offensively, I don't think their car's the greatest. That NFC South, those teams are winning. I don't know what happened there, and we play a couple of them. We play all of them, but have already played Atlanta, and now, now the Saints. Again, those were John's thoughts on the Carl's Place voicemail line. Uh, Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. Uh, my cough. I've been I've been recording this. I've been pausing, and uh, wow, really fighting through it. Okay, uh, I got another one from the Beer Baron. Now, this is a topic that we're talking a lot about the stadium, and this this voicemail got the cough going a little bit because I was laughing through it. There's complaints about the stadium that. Maybe we're not thinking about, and uh, I really liked, I really liked this one. Again, this is a Carl's Place voicemail. Carl of et.com backslash Bart. Check out Golf Simulators. Put one right in your home. Use the link or find it at bartwinklershow.com. Here is the Beer Baron. Let's get it. Bart, this is the Beer Baron. I'm calling because I am pissed at the Brewers. Um, I was at the game last weekend, or uh, a couple of games last weekend against the uh, Nationals, and um, I believe it was the Friday night game. It was like 75 degrees or 70 degrees, uh, and they closed the roof, uh, and that just really sets, sets me off. 
there is no reason why we should have the roof closed on a night like that. And uh, I feel like had we been, uh, you know, told that when this, when Miller Park was being built, if we had been sold on the fact that there was going to be a roof, but the roof would be closed anytime it was 65 degrees or colder, I think we'd all say that the roof can fuck. Um, at least speaking for myself, I'm pretty over going to a beautiful, uh, going to a ball game on a beautiful day and having to sit under a roof. Um, second point about the Brewers that's pissing me off that I haven't really thought about before until recently is uh, our sausage game. It's terrible. The Brewers or Milwaukee's like number one export is meats. And the ones that we're serving at Miller Park are fucking microwave hot dog water boiled pieces of shit that they just leave in the heating light for three days at a time. Who even knows how old the hot dog you're eating is? It's ridiculous. We got to do better. Uh, I don't have a solution other than, you know, figuring out how to maybe grill some brats on site. I was at Guaranteed Rate Ballpark, White Sox Stadium, notoriously uh, one of the uh, shittiest parks in baseball. And they had grills, and they were grilling brats fresh right there. And they had raw or cooked onions on a flat top grill. How are we missing that in Milwaukee? What are we doing here? All right, that's all. Uh, I'm sure I'll call with more gripes soon. I mean, I think that that's great. Those things need to be said. I think the the roof, we've gotten to the point where we assume it's, I mean, they do like to close it more than they keep it open. Um, there are some beautiful nights they close it. I still think in the playoffs, it should be open. Even if it's 55 degrees, it's playoff baseball, man. Keep that open. I think that I'm in the minority maybe on something like that, but. Yeah, the, the the you want it to enjoy it. You want the roof. The roof should be there to protect you when it's raining and when it's cold. If it's a decent night, if if you would go to the ballpark and not worry about the weather, just because you might have to wear a jacket doesn't mean they should close the roof. Close it when it's raining, or wear a jacket, or brewers sell jackets. This team sucks at making money. Speaking of that, the Brewers don't want to spend too much of their money when it comes to trying to enhance the stadium. And a lot of that money that is going to be used to enhance it, should it be enhanced, is going to come from you, the taxpayer. Dan Schaefer will talk with us about that coming up on the Bart Winkler Show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, we got to talk about the stadium thing. Uh, And when I say that, you guys know what I'm talking about. Dan Schaefer of the Recombobulation Area is joining us. You never, you never get tired of those pictures, do you? When people go to the airport, I can't imagine you do. No, I love it. I love it when people take the picture at the at the recombination area sign in the airport and tag me on Twitter. It's 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 awesome. Keep it's excellent it. press. I mean, it's a great free little promo. Yeah, you know, if if I got everything else wrong with this project for for doing this independent uh, independent media effort, I know I got the name right. If I, if I get everything else wrong, I know I got the name right. Yeah, good stuff with the name. Of course, you can subscribe. Uh, my wife wanted to tell you that she gets the free newsletters, and she is ready to to jump to the, nice. to the yearly subscription. She's ready to upgrade to paid, huh? Yeah, she is. She's admired your work, um, and and she. So I will, of course, piggyback off hers, but. <laughs> Well, clearly she's the smart one in the household, right? Yes. And well, that, that, that is true. Especially. So this is why I want to talk to you for a myriad of reasons. Today we'll do brewers in the stadium thing because a new proposal came out Monday, the whatever. And I was surprised that it was being held in the stadium. Cause that means the brewers are on board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would think that when you're, if you're a team that needs money, you don't present anything until you got it. Like, even if it's the most, cause it was a GOP thing, even if it's the most like right leaning Democrat guy, at least have some sort of, it's gotta be bipartisan. Otherwise right away, it'll cut a line. And so I don't know why they did that. And then with this proposal, I'm looking at it. It's like, do I even need to bother with the specifics and the details because it's been getting crushed. People don't like it. I think that where we're at right now, because what's going to happen over the next how many years is there's going to be proposal. We'll look at it. We'll talk about it. We'll chew on it. We'll spit it out. I just feel like this process somehow is going to go longer than the Bucks one, that this one's going to get dragged out because it seems like the brew. I identify with the Brewers, Dan. I lost my job at one station 
And like everyone still wants to tell me what to do. Nobody wants, everybody wants to claim that they have rights over me, but nobody actually wants to pay for me. And I feel like that's what's what, what's up with the Brewers. Everyone wants to claim like they're Milwaukee's team, they're the state's team, they're the county's team, but nobody actually wants to pay. I just feel like this is going to be a lot sloppier than the Bucks one. I think there are some very interesting parallels to be drawn with the Bucks arena deal. Um, you know, I, I covered the Bucks arena deal in a past life when I was, when I was working at Milwaukee magazine. And I think, you know, you kind of touched on a little bit there, you know, having Robin Voss and Wisconsin Republicans introduce this, uh, you know, makes this kind of a, a, a partisan aspect to it. Obviously governor Evers also proposed funding for this earlier in the year uh, in his budget. So I think there are some, some momentum that both sides of the political aisle want to see something done here. Uh, but I think this is one of those interesting moments where you have an issue that doesn't always cut along traditional political lines. And I, those are the types of issues I'm often drawn to. I think the highway uh, funding debate was, was another one of those that I covered really in depth a couple of years ago. Um, but I think this one kind of falls along those lines as well, because you see a lot of uh, voices on the right saying we shouldn't, you know, subsidize private businesses or whatever. Uh, you have voices on the left saying saying much the same. Uh, the Bucks Arena debate required, you know, it, it was a proposal put forth by Scott Walker and, and Wisconsin Republicans, but it required some buy-in from Milwaukee Democrats in order to get that deal over the finish line. You know, there were not the Republicans at the time were not unanimous in their support for. Uh, funding the Bucks Arena deal. I think that you're going to see a similar dynamic uh, unfold this year. So I think, you know, the, the Robin Voss and Wisconsin Republicans are going to need some bipartisanship uh, to get this over the finish line. Um, and there are some there are some very tricky pieces of of what they have proposed, uh, especially when you get to the local funding component, because when Tony Evers proposed this in February as part of his budget, it was just state funding. Uh, Robin Voss came back and said, no, Milwaukee County, city and county of Milwaukee, they're going to need to contribute to this plan as well. I think for a lot of people at the local level in Milwaukee, city, Milwaukee, Milwaukee County, we just went through this very long, complicated shared revenue battle where I think a lot of people are thinking, have, have that fresh in their mind, say, hey, we need this funding to be able to to keep the lights on, to be able to, you know, fund public safety and and parks and transit and all the different things that, you know, are part of city and county local government are, are a little bit frustrated to, you know, kind of reach that point, have that deal signed a couple months ago, and then immediately ask for more from local taxpayers to fund this, uh, fund the stadium repairs, uh, especially as it doesn't always gel with the priorities that, leaders in the city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County uh, have talked about, you know, Mayor Cavalier Johnson in the last 24 hours since that uh, proposal dropped has talked about, you know, wanting to see more eye on a larger reinvention. You know, we've talked at the recombobulation area about a potential quote unquote beer district uh, for, or, you know, for that the stadium district could, could develop uh, around American family field as well. So I think there are a lot of really tricky questions. The lo the local aspect of this, I think is where it gets particularly thorny. Um, and, you know, you know, looking ahead, I, I do think people want to get to a consensus on keeping the brewers here, get a deal done to get, keep the brewers here. And, but I also, at the same time, 
I think the public sentiment is, is in such a place where there's not a lot of support uh, for public funding for, for stadium deals. Um, yeah. so that is going to be a really tricky political landscape to, to navigate as this goes forward. Because well, the Brewers, being located where they are, I mean, dream scenario is they play downtown or some, somewhere. For me, I think that, that's, that's for me. Because they're in a place, and I've complained about this a lot, it's like you can very easily come to a Brewer game when and not really come to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can stay in Brookfield, you can you know whatever you you take yeah you take a bus shuttle. Bus shuttles are great. They got those over there. You know you can you can do everything and you can get in and out and then you know it's like oh I went to Milwaukee. You want no you didn't. You drove. Right. You got off on a you know. So there's a lot of people that access it that way. There's also a lot of people that access it being in Milwaukee where, yes, I'll take advantage of the five County days. I'll, I'll take it. I, Hey, I got nothing to do. I'll go to a game. You know, there's a lot of people that access it. It's just like, like I said earlier, everybody wants the brewers. Everybody loves the brewers. You know, nobody wants to pay because we're all going to say like, if I'm in Milwaukee, which well, sure would, but I'm going to say like, there's too many of these, like I, I'm saying people, every, every county should pay. You guys all use this. You guys all use this. Don't give any money to Milwaukee. And then they're going to say, eh, it's in your backyard, man. We, we, so I don't know that that fight gets resolved before you even go to like city and county. I think you got another big state versus Milwaukee area here. Yeah, that's definitely a piece of it. I think having this proposal be the only, the only place bringing local dollars to to the overall package being the city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County. And, you know, as somebody who lives in the city of Milwaukee, I would essentially be taxed three times for this as a city resident, a County resident and a state resident, you know, the, the three pots that I'm paying into as a, as a taxpayer is, is getting divided up in, as pieces of this bill. And I think, you know, there was a recent event uh, that the Milwaukee business journal hosted in Waukesha where Waukesha County executive Paul Farrow talked about the benefits for Waukesha County for having the brewers there. Well, Waukesha County is not part of this funding proposal. You know, the, the five county region is not part of this funding proposal. So, you know, they're really leaning on the city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County to pick up that local contribution and just dropping it all for Waukesha, Ozaki, uh, you know, and, and the rest of the five county region. Um so I think that is going to be a real point of frustration for people. Cause it helps the brewers is an economic impact that does help everybody. You know, even if you're like, I always say, Oh, I'm taking a bus from Eau Claire. Okay. You stop in Boston, you guys load up at a Hardee's. I mean, that that's because of the brewers that, that did something. The brewer, I think the brewers leaving is the option that, that we can have. That would be terrible. If they want to use the cheaper to keep them thing again, that that's great. Yeah, they're worked. playing the hits with that one, you know. I mean, somehow it, worked, somehow it worked. I don't know, but somehow it worked. Um, so I, I just, I just feel like it's going to be such a battle to get to that point. And the other part of it is, this is for a team who I have been very outspoken that may have the worst either PR strategy or PR luck that you could ever have. Not in terms like the team is great. We love the team. The front off, that's great. Everything in the, there's like a, there's like a level of that building where they get everything wrong, where it's like, we're going to do this patch thing and it's going to give us money. That's why we're doing it. Northwestern Mutual. 
immediately after that, it's a whole, we need a bunch of money. And then with the owner, because I think there is, we'll digest a little of the public funding. I think people say they don't want to, but you get $2 on your tax bill. You're not, you're not paying attention to that. But then the owner's buying a soccer team and buying baseball cards. and buy, It's just like, if you're going to ask for money, tighten up the budget a little bit and don't flaunt all these other things. So I just think from the brewer standpoint, you have that little circle, you have the county city, you have you know what we should do with the land, the parking we haven't talked about yet. It's just so many things where there's not going to be an answer that satisfies everyone. And I think a lot of us are going to keep fighting for the answer that satisfies everyone that ultimately I don't think the brewers will ever move, but I, I think this is going to take a while and it's going to get ugly. It might, but I also think there, you know, there, there is an appetite that that people do want to get this done. Um, I, you know, the fact that both Evers and Voss have put some sort of proposals forward and even though there is, you know, kind of some trepidation on the local level from from Johnson and Crowley about the local pieces of this, I think there is going to be enough momentum to get something done. But it, it is, I think, again, you're talking about navigating this tr- tricky political landscape uh, to get there. And I think what your point about the Brewers and their PR strategy with this is a good one, because they're you know you're right they're the the patch and the stadium funding package details. Uh, being out on the same day is is kind of indicative of what the larger strategy has been. And I think if you look back to, you know, we have this example of a successful approach to this, a very recent local example of a successful approach to this with the Bucks Arena. And I think what worked well with the Bucks Arena debate is that they sold this as a way to transform a part of the city. You know, they wanted to build the Deer District. They wanted to develop the land around the stadium. They wanted this to be a catalyst for larger change in Milwaukee. I think that has worked pretty well so far. You know, requiring union labor on on the project, requiring, you know, these connections to be made with the Deer District and, and some other things throughout the city. I think that has been a really positive development and the brewers have taken a completely opposite approach to this where they have basically said, yeah, we just want money for renovations. We don't want to do anything differently with the parking lots. We don't want to do anything differently, you know, to engage uh, the surrounding neighborhoods on the West side of Milwaukee and West Milwaukee and Milwaukee County and things like that. We just want money to do the same thing over again. And I think that is where, a lot you're going to see a lot of the resistance and and what I you know disagree with on this as well is that if you're going to make this kind of public investment in a stadium which you know you can debate the merits of that but if you're going to make this investment it should have the goal of larger transformation larger impact for the city of Milwaukee you know we're not going to change the city by doing the same thing over and over again i think everybody recognizes that Milwaukee has a lot of issues that need to be addressed We're not going to address them by doing the same thing all over again. And I think, you know, some of what I've been hearing uh, from people at the city level is that they don't want the uh, American family field to look the same in 2050 at the end of this deal as it does now in 2023. 
I think that I agree. Um, we did just have the Deer District, you know. So I I love being on Urbanist Twitter, man, and seeing all the what are we going to get done. But I think in Milwaukee, it's like where other cities might get changes in years. We still need generations. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of people that are like, okay, I'm still catching my breath from the Deer District. Now you guys are talking about 794. And now you're talking about the highway. And now, and now you now you want a beard district. I mean, Christ, I got to catch my breath here. I, so I think there's, there's part of that, that there's a lot being thrown at people at, at once. And, you know, I read your beer district thing and to, you, you see what happens in, in St. Louis and you see what happens. Atlanta did something. And I think it'd be great to have a new kind of area there. People would have to get used to going there because right now no one goes to that restaurant. No one goes to X golf. You know, people would have to get used to, to doing that. I think at minimum, at minimum, just take away one parking lot and make it a pond. Like don't even like don't eat. Cause you just have too much parking. There is no way that everyone looks at that much parking and says either that's not enough or that's just right. So you want to put a couple of bars and a mixed housing. You want to put a hotel. I mean, I, I'm, I'm willing to dream as far as we can dream, but at minimum, it is too much parking. Can we agree on that? It is more part. There is more parking at American family field than there is at Disney world in Florida. That That's not an exaggeration. Even on, even on prime tailgate, t- tailgate days, Dan, there's still enough parking. Exactly. And those parking lots are only used, you know, 80 to 90 days a year. What are we doing with the other 200 some days a year with that huge, valuable pieces of land? Uh, you know, you could have more year round activity. Uh, you know, I know they talked a little bit about wanting to winterize uh, American Family Field as, as part of this proposal. I'm interested to see what exactly that is supposed to mean uh, and how much. Well, they, that do do a, they do do a turkey trot. They do. They do a turkey <laughs> giveaway. Uh, I, you know, I do think ha- having more events year round would be a great thing there. Um, but at the same time, you can, you know, Rick Schlesinger made some comments on local media this week about wanting to preserve tailgate culture. And that's great. You could, I think we can preserve tailgate culture and still redevelop some of those parking lots that could be used in some in more of a year round fashion. You go to green Bay, there's people tailgating in the parking lot, but also at houses also at ACE hardware is where we parked. I mean, and that's the thing. That's a year round thing that worked with title town. The brewers need to, Again, this is this is I think you know because there's so much to talk about. It's just a very narrow. It's a it's a very narrow minded thing from the Brewers, which is already going to hurt when everybody's fighting for every you know what dollar is going to come into this. And I, I I'm just, I'm kind of stunned that the Brewers are just like because I I just did a tailgate for the show, mm-hmm. and somehow it was successful, and we spent a lot to make the tailgate happen and a hundred dollars of it went to the brewers for the little grid. But that was it. They're not getting any money off my charcoal. They're not getting any money off the food. They're not getting any money off the beer. Like there's gotta be, they, they, they gotta be like, they, do they want to make more money? It seems like sometimes they do not. It's, it's just a total lack of creativity. And I think, you know, you, you look at some of the projects connected to this, uh, stadium and that are surrounding it 
you know, you ha- we have this whole debate also happening about, you know, potentially st- tearing down the stadium freeway, which I've advocated for. That would free up some land for development if they get rid of the, the stadium freeway, that little two-mile spur going north. That would free up some development. Maybe not having the massive stadium interchange uh, that, that is proposed as part of the east-west highway widening. Uh, maybe that would free up some area. And also, too, I think, you know, there's the now vacant uh, former Komatsu plant it was at one point Joey Global right across from 175 there. You know, that's an empty manufacturing facility that no one has any answers for what they could do. Maybe that could be part of a beer district, you know, engage with West Milwaukee, talk, have some creative solutions uh, to, you know, renovate that space, make it something that is not just an empty warehouse, an empty former manufacturing plant. Uh, and, you know, bring something that could be a destination for people. Um, I just think there's so many opportunities on the west side of on the west side of Milwaukee. You know, around the ballpark that we could be realizing that we're not, and just the lack of creativity with this plan is, I think, the most frustrating aspect of it. Because they're not aiming for a larger transformation the way that the Bucks Arena deal did. They're just saying, "Hey, let's let's do the same thing all over again. Let, let's keep everything the same." Which in 2050, then our kids will be talking about this. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a, it's a frustrating approach. So I, I, with everything that we've said in this, in this time, there's the brewer's wrinkle. There's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I haven't touched on like, if people are going to pay taxes into this, oh, well, why can't it go into this? I get that. But it's it's, it's different sports. It's that money's not going to be available unless it's like sport. Uh, There was a, my there was 800, they built an $800,000 gate for the football field. And someone's like, well, why don't you give that to the schools? If you're going to give that money he goes, the, the booster is like, no, it's for this. I'm you, you either get this or you get nothing. So there's always that aspect to it. There's the County, there's the city, there's the state, there's the brewers. There's, Hey, let's, let's make it big. Let's do nothing. Let's do a little because of all that. I just feel like there's too much. We're going to, we're going to be right at the finish line. You have seemed a little more optimistic that maybe this doesn't have to take as long. This is like kind of a soft way to ask you for a prediction of how this will end. I I do think they will be able to get to a deal. I think there's enough common ground in this proposal where people will find a way to get to a deal. Um, I think it's going to, require a lot of compromise uh i think local politicians are are rightfully frustrated that uh you know this isn't a regional ask that this isn't uh that that this comes just right on the heels of the shared revenue debate which was such a difficult one for milwaukee where they had made all these policy concessions but i think there is I think Robin Voss wants to get this done. I think Tony Evers wants to get this done. I think people in Milwaukee want to keep the brewers here. It's just a matter of doing it right. And, you know, I think they might have the votes at the state level to do something even, even without Milwaukee uh, having a say in this. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to learn more about the deal. It, it, if they pass what was proposed on Monday, I'm not sure if it would require local votes at the county board and, and city council uh, the way aspect, certain aspects of the, the Bucks deal did, especially at the city level. 
Um, I do think there's a way for this to get done. Um, I do think it's going to be kind of a difficult debate over the next couple months. I think there's going to be, you know, public hearings scheduled either later in September here or early October. Um, and, but, but I do think there is a path to something getting done. Well, it's fun that it's completely derailed our excitement of a playoff race. I'm glad that the Brewers, again, can, you can wait till, wait till you're bounced or something to, to give over your, your dugout to, I just, I love this team so much, Dan. I just despise every piece of them, but if they move, I'd be crushed. Yeah, I, me. I'm, 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 I'm doing Brewers cosplay right now. I, I, I'm with you. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a big Brewers fan too. I, I love going to games. I would hate to see them leave. Um, but I think the political landscape for this is, is very different than it was, you know, eight years ago when there was the Bucks arena deal. And I think um, just the fact that it is a bigger public ask than the total cost of building Pfizer Forum is going to make people really, really balk at this. Um, and I think there are, there are a number of Republicans too, that, that, you know, I think they're the Koch brothers group, Americans for prosperity has been very vocal in their opposition to this. Um, and so I think there are going to be a number of, of Republicans who are, are greatly influenced by, uh, you know, outside groups like that. Um, uh, but, but I do think there's a path to getting something done. I think there is, you know, the, the, what was proposed is the beginning of a negotiation, right? So they're going to over, uh, overshoot a little bit for what they're going to do and, and make it look like they're making these concessions on local dollars versus state dollars or board seats uh, for the stadium district board. Um, and, and I think it's important too, to recognize that like the state owns this facility, this isn't owned by the brewers, the state owns the stadium. So if the, if the brewers leave, the state is still going to own the stadium and what, and what, and what happens then, you know, what, what happens then if there is nothing there? Well, uh, congrats to the Milwaukee milkman. You're now playing 40 games. (laughs) Congrats to you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, People always clown the Packers, but I'd pay $300 right now if it just guaranteed me, one, the Brewers never left, and two, we never had to hear about this stuff again. <laughs> I'd pay. You can tax me back door. I'll buy stock. I don't care. Yeah. Recombobulation area. You got to subscribe. Get the free. Get the freeze or subscribe, but uh, keep up the good work, man. Us, us Indos got to stick together. That's right. That's right. Independent media. Growing independent media in Milwaukee. Well, you have like a, you're like a real, you like created, like you're, I'm not on your level. I'm just some bozo in a basement. We're both bozos in a basement. That's what's great. (laughs) You know, uh, as traditional media flounders in a lot of ways, those of us uh, doing things independently, you know, are doing, I I love your show. I think you're, what you're doing is great. I have a ton of respect for, for what you've been doing and, and, you know, I, I, uh, I, like you said, I think we got to stick together and support each other in this. So, well, I'm there for you whenever you need me. Well, thanks for having me. Always, always glad to have a, have a conversation about, about things like this. Thanks, Dan. Thank you.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So thanks again to Dan. I don't know what the right answer is. I, you know, I, yeah, I want 794 torn down. I, you know, I, I see these urbanist pictures and I'm like, oh my God, city could look different. Why are we, you know, I'm anti-highway, all this, you know. I just think there's too much parking. Again, we don't need to put botanical gardens in uh, the parking lot, but there is too much parking lot. If you could just move the highway, if you could flip-flop Blue Mountain the highway, that would change everything. Because there are game day bars, you know, and you take a little shuttle, but just the whole, the whole outlook of the area and like things that would be created next to it would be different if, if those things were uh, flip-flop somehow. Also, I don't, are they, are they going to knock down some of that cemetery for that highway? You can't do that. That's very disrespectful. And then that creates ghosts. I'm not sure technically that that is how that works, but I would never, I would never fuck with the cemetery. All right, uh, Hot Take Jake has a voicemail on the Carl's Place voicemail line. Hello, Bart. It's your boy, Hot Take Jake. Let me talk to you. First things first, this Brewers Stadium thing is just so annoying but so typical. You have two sides of the political coin that both want to get something done, but you know that they're just going to make it a fight because that's the political world that we live in. I mean... (laughs) I remember Grant talking, throwing a little bit of shade at the 90s, but I'll give the 90s credit for this. Back then, the politicians had somewhat of a semblance of working together. Now it's just like, you know, you're fighting for the sake of fighting, even if it means going against what your party stands for. And it's just really disappointing. Me, personally, I don't give a shit about tailgating. I don't give a shit about retail space. I don't give a shit about uh, condos or any of this shit that's being thrown around. Either build a new stadium or fix the one that we have. I don't give a shit because I just need one of them done. If you don't, you're going to fuck around and lose the team. And maybe that sounds crazy right now, but this is how it starts. So get it done, you a-holes. Speaking of the Brewers, Bart, I'm really disappointed in you. I mean, we could all be a little bit lame from time to time. But for you to not even want to open up the article about Ryan Braun and the uh, biogenesis and all that shit. Dude, come on. Read the article. I know in this day and age, admitting we're wrong is a fate worse than death for most people. But if you read the article, I don't see how you can walk away and still defend the guy. He's an a-hole. 
I mean, you deciding that I'm just not going to read the article, that's like saying, yeah, you know what, I'm just going to watch the Cosby show. I'm going to watch Mr. Huxtable make vagina jokes. And if that's the, as long as I, you know, do that and I don't read the news, then Bill Cosby's the greatest man alive. Uh, he's not, by the way. He's, he's actually a big hypocrite, which is probably the worst part of the whole thing. But I digress. Bart, read the article. Uh, get, get informed. Do your own research. And uh, that's all I got. Just remember, I'm the truth, and the truth is painful. All right, Jake. I mean, first of all, about the 90s. I, I think you're remembering 90s politics a little more starry-eyed than they were. Uh, Bill Clinton got impeached because he got a blowjob. So, uh, I, 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 it was very... It's partisan now. It was very partisan then. It's been partisan for a long, long time. I know you didn't just compare Ryan Braun to Bill Cosby. Like, the things that Bill Cosby did uh, were awful. Ryan Braun, I don't care enough about what he did to change my opinion about the satisfaction he gave me. So I don't, I don't need to read an article... Basically, Ryan Braun is a loser. Here's why. Reason one, reason nine, reason eight, reason 15. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't need, I know the story. I know what happened. Uh, you know, it wasn't the cleanest way to go about things. The worst part he did in all that was have that press conference denying everything. But Ryan Braun was a good baseball player who gave me good memories for my team. And uh, I, I don't, you know, I know that like, Maybe he was a jerk or maybe whatever. I'm not here to I'm not here to fish for reasons to take away the joy I felt watching him play. I'm not here to do that. With him. Um because I'm now I'm thinking of well, Aaron Rodgers. I I don't know. I don't, don't just, just don't, don't, don't quote me on that one. Braun, Braun, I just don't think it was, it wasn't bad enough or annoying enough or whatever. Maybe I wasn't doing a daily radio show. So I wasn't inundated. Braun wasn't going on uh, Johnny King every night. What the fuck's his name? Larry King. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not reading the, I'm not reading the article. I don't want to read it. I'll do my own research. You, you're right. 402-915-2278. That is the phone number for voicemails. Here's a couple more Packer ones. Uh, this is from Landmark. Good day, Bart. It's Landmark. It's been a minute, so I figured I would come in here and talk to you a little bit about the Packers. Ben and every day are out there listening to the podcast, listening to y'all talk about A.J. Dillon. Now, the thing with A.J. Dillon is, there are people who think that he's Derrick Henry. He is not Derrick Henry. There's a lot of sick boys out there in the league running this football. A.J. Dillon is one of them, but he is not Derrick Henry. There's really not a lot of Derrick Henrys except for, you know, Derrick Henry. So we've got to temper our expectations for A.J. Dillon a little bit, but he does have a Kringle collaboration right now with Uncle Mike's up in the Green Bay area, this Quadberry Kringle or something. If y'all want some really good Kringle, that place can change your life. Not a sponsor, of course, but is delicious so check that out but other than that with the Packers I think the biggest thing is they without Jones and Watson don't have a whole lot of dynamic 
playmakers on offense. Like, obviously, Reed is young and new. Musgrave is young and new. They're just running around out there doing whatever. But they need dynamic playmakers to support Jordan Love. We have for so long been dependent on Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers to make anybody who walks off the street amazing. And for a lot of times in their career, they were able to do that. I don't think we can depend on Jordan Love to do that just yet. He has been better than expected, but I'm not going to expect him to make anything of this Heath dude or the Wicks guy or anybody else. So we just need to get some more dynamic playmakers. Look at Atlanta. They've got Bijan. They've got Drake London. They've got Kyle Pitts. They've got 18 other random dudes, too, in their quarterback. They're horrendously afraid of their quarterback, but at least they've got playmakers surrounding it. So I think once we get Watson and Jones back, it'll be a little bit of a different story. But that defense, they have put too much time and too much capital into that defense for them to play the way that they did. And that is really the disappointing part. I can see that my three minutes are almost up. Someone say we're just going to keep hanging out with the Brewers. And Paul Lemig put the thing out there for people who want to talk about wrestling. I am in if you need me. Anyway, I'll let you later. Goodbye. So the Kringles sound good, Landmark. Thanks for the call. Uh, you know what Kringles go good with is Omaha Steaks. I mean, they do. Uh, they just do. OmahaSteaks.com. In the search bar, you type in Bart. Bart Winkler podcast shows up. You get the deal. You get the deals where right now they're doing it again. They take all their products. They put them in a package, knock 50% off the price. And then you get like another 30 bucks off when you use the promo code. So they, that, that promo code is constantly running. I may not talk about it every day, but that promo code is constantly running. If you go somewhere and you see someone eating meat or, you know, you're wondering how to get a, a nice assortment of meat, the, uh, package right now the butcher's cut flaming yawns the chicken breast pork chops the burgers jumbo franks uh with free shipping so it's this is it means to start thinking about last cookouts that you're going to have this year or parties or christmas or whatever uh the first official christmas mention i think on the podcast for 2023 omahasteaks.com type in barton search bar uh, I got another voicemail here. In the summer, he is painter Tom. In the rest of the year, he is teacher Tom. Hey, this is teacher Tom um, calling in after listening to the Tuesday show and some pushback for Dan Mosquito on Matt LaFleur. LaFleur maybe isn't as bad as what Boyd has been saying, but I agree. He's not a great head coach. I think LaFleur does a lot of good things with offense, and he is doing a good job with the young guys, but I think Boyd said this back in January, that LaFleur is a great offensive coordinator, and there's nothing to be ashamed of being a great offensive coordinator. There's only 32 of those jobs, but he's maybe not quite out to be the head honcho and be the leader. So... I'm sticking with Boyd on that one. I don't agree with you, Dan, and Miss Eagle. Also, it's good to be back to teaching and uh, still doing a little bit of painting. It's, it's nice seeing an um, interview with Jake from the Wisconsin Bike Bed. I enjoyed painting his house, painted for another one of Boyd's solicitors. And then that tailgate was a lot of fun. It was so stinking hot, but we had a great time. 
glad you did it, folks. Why it looked like it might fall apart, but I'm glad it happened and we had a blast. Bye. Bye, Tom. Uh, thank you, Tom. You know, chipped in on the tailgate. Um, teacher Tom's great guy. He was there with his dad. Uh, and yeah, he painted. So the bike fed. I talked to Jake. Teacher Tom painted Jake's house. We are just trying to connect people or people helping people. There's a lot of, you know, there's a, there's a lot of businesses out there. There's a lot of people with services and goods. Why, why not help each other out? We're all in the same place. We all like the same stuff. Uh, help each other out. So that's what is cool about this is the connections that have been made along the way. Uh, you heard from Jake from the Wisconsin Bike Fed. Again, the whole point with uh, talking to them is trying to just make sure people drive a little bit safer. Well, a lot bit safer would be nice, but just a little bit safer. Uh, safer. They're doing the lights on, slow down, look around campaign because those are some things that you need to do. It's getting darker earlier, obviously. So crashes do go up and not just like car to car. You know, car to car, you at least have that big armor of protection around you. Uh, or so it seems. You're on a bike. I mean, you're in trouble. You're walking. You know, that's that's rough too. So be careful, all right? I know I think a lot of times we probably drive places more than we're the walkers or the bikers. But when we're the walkers and the bikers, we are the skateboarders, whatever. You know, we, we are much more aware of how violent those things can be. So uh, Wisconsin Bike Fed, just reminding road users, get those lights on, slow down, look around, wisconsinbikefed.org. As I'm recording here, uh, MJ Hurley, he has been on my show before. I've done his. Uh, he's been on my CBS show. He is reporting that Bakhtiari will not play this weekend. So um, we'll see. I even got around to what LaFleur said about it. I think that if you're David Bakhtiari and everyone's talking about you protesting turf, I think the move is don't play the next game when it's on grass. Because then they'll say, all right, he's a, he's not a protest. If he was feeling a little bit of backlash, because Bakhtiari had not come out on this, I'm going to record this before any media stuff or he talks because I got to get out to the Steve and then uh, get some sleep. But the, the move would be if he's feeling some heat, then he doesn't play. Cause I don't, if he's going to take a stand, I think we would have seen that by now. All right. Uh, picks on Friday. We'll be live Thursday afternoon. Talk some brewers until then you have a good one. We will talk to you soon.